Good morning, everybody. Good morning. How are you, Lynn Denton? Hope you're well. Morning, Linda Beatty. Freezing in Scotland. It's, it's kind of strange. It got warmer here. And you're not going to believe this. I slept with my window slightly open last night. How are we all? How is everyone? Um, I stumbled across these down by my desk because I had some scratched ones. I'm talking about my glasses. Welcome if you're listening on podcast. Um, hope you're all well. Good morning, Julie. Haven't interacted on the channel for a lot of days. Just wanted to let you all know I'm still alive and trying to get on with life. Julie, that's good to know. Thank you for touching base with us. Uh, stay safe. Stay strong. Um, the Curly Cooks, just for some admin, the Curly Cooks is a pre-record. It's a gut-tastic pre-record. Um, and um, that will be landing at noon today, but it will be premiered too. So uh, you can all have a chit-chat and a chin-wag and a catch-up and a, and you can all just feel like it's live. Nadia's, Nadia's right now having a great big fry-up with her friends in Brighton. She's uh, meeting up with Hannah, dancing tits off and uh, titty-gritty. Um, so they'll all be having fun, fun, fun. Morning, Tez. Hope you're well. Um, it's a live, also it's a live no-name Sunday show tomorrow morning. Um, oh, thank you. I got a refund of the Cornish Spoon because I gave you on, up on you receiving it, Mark. We never received it. You're absolutely right. Well done for getting a refund. I'm very pleased, Julia. And if there's anyone who wanted a Cornish Spoon, it's me. I love Cornwall and I like spoons because you can eat Nutella with them. It's a clear connection. It, you know, all roads end in Nutella. So I'm pleased you got a refund, Julia. Uh, AR, I'm new to the Curly Cooks, and I loved last week's episode. Well, this episode is all about next week is the most depressing week of the year. It's Blue Monday, a corporate construct, a commercial concept. Um, but I think it's fair to say I have, we have, Nads has, Dina has, everyone's hit moments of doubt and, and just exhaustion. It's like one's holding it together for Christmas, and one hits January, and you just kind of go, oh, whatever. You sort of feel it emotionally, you feel it practically, physically. I'm aching. My throat's sore. You know, all sorts of things like that. Blue Monday, great song by New Order, Tess. It's a, it, it, I forget the name of the, the company. It's some company years ago. But it's the idea that, I think it's this Monday is the most depressing day of the year. And isn't it funny? It's that sort of, what's it called? The power of persuasion. I wonder whether everyone just gets depressed on Blue Monday because everyone's saying it's Blue Monday. Do you know what I mean? Julie, God, you're very active today. It's nice to have you back. I joined an online choir this week and it has so cheered me. That's a good thing, an online choir. Does that mean you have to look at everyone's mouths as they're open? Though? I always remember, in fact, I'm getting a kind of distant memory of being really disappointed that I didn't get in a choir at some point. I can't remember where or when. I didn't go to the kind of school that had a choir. But maybe it was one of those competitions. What we did do, we won a competition to make a living doll and dance with it at the South Bank to Cliff Richards. You got yourself a crying, walking, sleeping, talking, living doll. How humiliating. I mean, was that part of some cruelty program? Back in the 70s, that would have been, well, that would have been in the 70s. I remember, and it, isn't it funny? Happy birthday, who's, whose birthday is it? Oh, I've lost you. Happy birthday for Wednesday, Rian. For, oh, God, right, happy birthday for Wednesday. Ask us on Wednesday and we might be able to sing happy birthday to you. Um, yeah, I remember that life-size doll feeling huge. And I was a kid, so it wasn't that, that big, was it? 
All fired up crafting lodge. Are you all fired up crafting lodge? Have you got a fired up kiln? I just wanted to say the word kiln this morning. Who else loves the guy on the great big pottery throwdown or what it's called? How he bursts into tears every six seconds. I love him. I really love him. I wonder whether he bursts into tears because he works with stone and ceramics. And so it's like the contrast. It's like the yin and the yang. It's like if I work with hard matter, which of course is soft matter at a certain point, and then suddenly he's full of tears. He might be able to make a waterproof jug, but he can't keep the waterworks from appearing from his eye bubbles. Julie, I was even I even was brave enough to take part in their open mic session. And I sang, you raised me up. There were nearly 150 people at least taking part. And I got some comments. Julie, that is lovely. Get everyone give Julie a round of applause. That's lovely. Is our Christmas tree still up? Is the Pope Catholic? And is Nutella eaten in the woods with a Cornish spoon? If you get them. Me, I'm in love with Keith. Minky Moo. Keith. Hang on. Keith. Who's Keith? Keith Chagwin? No, Keith. We're talking, who's Keith? Where? Oh my God, I've forgotten Keith. Was I talking about Keith? Who's Keith? I can't say Keith anymore. Sorry if you're listening. Okay, so we're going to go through the papers. And obviously there's a lot of... St- Keith! Oh, Keith! Pottery Man, that's his name. I'm so... I love him. I love him. I want to meet him, but I've got that terrible fear that if I meet him, he might be really stern and manly and not cry because I like the crying Keith this is terrible I only like Keith when he's crying I don't even know the man I love his hair he's kind of like a punk rock ceramicist isn't he clay man but if I met him I'd just want him to cry isn't that awful <sighs> weird Keith the pottery man thank you thank you I'd lost I'd lost my pl- I'd lost my pot I'd lost the pot I'd lost the plot um I'm loving this story I'm loving this tale Julie Good comments, and I had the lyrics on screen over the Zoom meeting. Helped to feel less nervous when I didn't see people's faces. Oh, I see, so you didn't have to look at people. That's good. That's good. I did an AA meeting the other night, and one of the things about the AA meeting is that you have to have your camera on, and you're looking at everyone, which, weirdly, in an AA meeting, the kids didn't realise this. They thought, oh, I thought they were always in the round, because that's how they put them telly. I said, no, more often than not, it's like a sort of congregation. So you see the back of people's heads. Um, Sharon Cox. I'm going to have to watch the pottery show. You are. You are. I want to create a meme of the guys, the traitors, in the traitors, as they stand around the urinal, chatting about each other's todgers. Sorry, I've got there. There we go. (laughs) Reese, It's going to happen. Has anyone else had a really sore throat? I mean, like, I thought I had mumps yesterday. It's better now. But last last night, I, Nanny dies great. She's upstairs. We're doing a review of Poor Things, the new Emma Stone film. Has anyone seen it? Reese, have you seen it? I'm doing a review of Poor Things. Oh, Kathy Hyde, thanks for the card. Have you had a bop yet? Not yet. Okay, let's move through it. So there's, as ever, there's serious stuff. There's there's really, uh, where are we? We're, it's, I'm going to swear. There's really fucking depressing stuff, but there's also really cheery stuff too. Can't wait to hear your thoughts, Reese. Don't share them yet. I want you to share them under my review, our review. Um, so, hooties. Um, what do we think about this, guys? What do you think about this? What do you think about the UK and the US targeting hooty rebels uh, in Yemen? Um, obviously, hooty yebel, yebels, hooty hooty rebels 
have been in sympathy and support of their well colleagues, fellow fellow you know sort of Muslims and and Arabs. Um, you know they they have been sort of intercepting, hijacking, stopping, preventing, disturbing, and disrupting trade passage through the Red Sea. Um, I have a very strong opinion on this, but I want to just I want to get a strong I want to get a sense from you guys. Can't wait for the curly cooks. That's all right, Moats Mum. Head off, get yourself a coffee, and you can join in later. Cool. Um, who? What do people think? What do you think about the Hooties? Nobody knows it. Do we have any feeling? There we go. Moats mum. Can't wait for curly cooks later. No offense, Mark. None taken, sweetie. We're all looking forward to. We're all looking forward to the curly cooks. Uh, oh God, not sure I can manage the news. What am I doing here, Minky Moo? I know, I know, I know. What's it like? Um, all fired up, crafting lounge. Scary. I think the world is going crazy. Makes me sad. Um, well, my feeling on this is this. I think, isn't it interesting? Let's just have a look at a couple of the other headlines. Cameron played a key role in UK bombing of Yemen rebels. We're all, you know, lots of people are probably, um, there is, the, I, I, you know, my kids asked, are we in more danger in this country because of this? I, no, I think the narrative that, what well, I'm getting there. Look at this image. It suits the West to see everyone that we bomb, attack, or don't agree with as, I'm going to put it simply, uncouth, uncontrollable savages. That, that's, that's how we want to present anyone who disagrees with what we do. And it strikes me that it's not surprising that, in many regards, Israel are seeking to do the same thing too. Now, you can't dispute that what's behind all of this is a much sort of larger proxy kind of conflict or struggle or fight between Iran and the West and uh, Iran-backed uh, groups, militias uh, in the Middle East who are anti-Israel. But, you know, we can't unpack the entire history. We can't unpack, unpack the entire geography. What I can say is, though, what, what is coming through in the news is the extent to which Britain, I think Yemen was a Brit part of the British Empire, right? Did we not have, did we not have control? Um did we not have control of Yemen? I think we did. I, so, so you're right, MeTube. Uh, this is not escalation. This is protecting all of our interests. I think the thing about it that sticks a little in my craw, and I, 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 I'd be really keen to know what you think, MeTube, um, is that yes, this is this is about the disruption of trade and the potential for. I mean, I'm going to be I'm going to be sort of purposefully sort of uh, what's the word? Uh, sort of sarcastic in a sense, you know. So, so you know. A, you know, ASOS, all our packaging, all our kind of, all our goods, all our food, all our, all, you know, around the world is being disrupted. So the price of things will go up. So there is a fear and a worry that what the Houthis are doing down there in support and sympathy for Gaza is going to cause all sorts of price hikes and all that kind of stuff. But why don't or why hasn't anyone used this or seen this as a reason to put more pressure on Israel to stop what they're doing? Why is the solution to bomb them? Is there not another way? And does it not feel, and I'm not saying this is literally the case, but does it not feel that 
there's no hesitation in making the decision to take action or make the right move or do the you know do something direct when it's commercial rather than people dying you know so it, it just feels like there's there's a speed and a, and a sort of efficiency and a targeted efficiency wow so they can target really quite precisely apparently targeted efficiency to this when it's commerce when it's capitalism when it's pro, you know produce when it's economics but when it's children and when it's you know over 23,000 dead and over 50,000 profoundly injured there's no there's no speed there's not even the ability to say the word ceasefire does anyone else feel that does anyone else feel that no i agree no i totally understand me of course what's happening in gaza doesn't affect uh, global trade but the characterization Let's let's look at the ways in which many of the people who are supporting Gaza have, are having to fight. Albeit that October the 7th was an absolute atrocity, of course. There is zero comparison between the might of Gaza and the might of Israel. So this sort of proxy support, if you like, is a sort of, it's, a, it's almost equivalent to kids throwing stones, relatively speaking, but it, but it has, I think it's quite an inventive way of disrupting things without killing people. Because I don't think, am I right? I think there may have only, I don't even think there's been a death yet, has there, in the Houthis' actions in the Dead Sea, in the Red Sea? I don't, I don't think they've, have they? Has there been an actual death yet? It's a sympathetic, it's like, a, it's like, in, the, like in the 70s and 80s when the teachers would come out on strike in sympathy with the, um, with the miners. Just I don't know. I just it's a little bit like it's a little bit like social media can can speedily deal with copyright infringement, but not hate or trolling or do you know what I mean? I just I don't know. There's just something about it that feels a little bit tasteless and inhumane. Yeah, no, I agree with you, and I think I think it's, it is one that threatens to cause a great deal of disruption. I just don't think bombing another country and actually doing the thing that I, I hate to say it, I think I, th I do think I do slightly think Israel is interested in a, a broader conflagration in the area and I think this is gonna and also the other argument is is this going to do the job probably not probably not so yeah yes it's our economic interests but I suppose in a weird way, it just makes you, it's a stark, stark reminder of what makes Western leaders jump into action quicker and what they're willing to condemn speedily. And I just wish we'd seen a similar, if not, obviously they can't hit Israel in it, but why, why not? Why, why rather than, and does anyone think there could be any coincidence that this, this, sort of strike on the Houthis would happen at exactly the same two, on exactly the same two days that South Africa has brought their genocidal case to the International Court of Justice. I don't know. Sometimes I just wonder. 
So I don't actually think there is a threat to us from the Houthis. I think when they say, you know, and of course the, you know, the 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 right wing press here are loving it. It's like, you know, oh, Shaps warns Iran, patience is running. I think I think Shaps needs to shut his chap because I don't think we need to be saber rattling with Iran right now. I think we need people calming things down rather than blowing things up. So I don't know. I don't think anything will happen here, though. God, I mean, there is talk. There is talk that the um, that the uh, you know the terror alert in this country could go higher. But um, but I think the mirror. I think the front of the mirror has has kind of summed a high price of conflict. UK terror attack risk rises in wake of Yemen airstrikes, soaring oil and shipping costs. In a weird way, hasn't it sort of done the absolute opposite? Um, Hasn't had the opposite effect. Haven't oil prices gone through the roof and all that sort of stuff? But uh, yeah, I think I think Shaps. I think I, and also I hate to say it. I think baked into all of this is the rather depressing and rather familiar concept for flailing governments. That if you take some kind of strong action, is it also coincidental that you know the Conservatives have got an election to fight this year? Rishi Rishi on a dishy. He wants to be seen as powerful, so he's fired a few rockets. Um, and Biden wants to be seen as just vaguely coherent and able to walk in a in a straight line. So you know he's pressed a button. So that's all good. Anyway, uh, yeah, crude oil has gone up. Gas prices haven't. Okay, I, I got quite a few papers today. Is is this story? Um, well, not that story. Uh, Queen's final hours. I thought this was an important one because you know we. I, I think we've all we can. I think I think it's something we all agree on. Whether even if you're not a sort of royalist or what have you is. I don't think we can be antsy with the Queen. I don't think people, I think it's nice as a nation for us to hear and feel that the Queen's final hours were painless, that she slipped away quietly. Uh, the Queen's final moments have been described in moving detail by uh, her most trusted staffer in a new book. Does it have to be done in a book? Um, she felt no pain as she slipped away, says an official memo by Sir Edward Young. But Charles, um, Charles had gone to pick mushrooms and forage and clear his head. Uh, when news of her death broke on September the 8th. You know, it's that weird, it's that terrible sort of twilight, those twilight moments. I remember it very well with my nan, when you know, you know you're in the, you know, you, you know you're in the final stages and the rest of the family have to sort of just stop. The world just goes on pause, doesn't it? And I remember that we got the phone call late at night. So I think there's something quite, Poetic and uh, for 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 Prince Charles that he was foraging for mushrooms at the time that his mum passed away peacefully in her sleep. She wouldn't have been aware of anything, which I think was very sweet. Oh, the other sad news: What do we think of this, guys? Poor Annie Nightingale, as every newspaper says, trailblazer. Yeah, fire. You know, kicking through and punching through in a male-dominated. And also horrible male dominated sometimes, not always, uh, sort of radio landscape back in the 70s. Um, she became the first female presenter on BBC Radio 1 when she joined the station in 1970, the year I was born. Went on to become its longest serving star. Uh, she was uh, she paved the way, not surprisingly, for the likes of Sarah Cox, Joe Wiley, um, Zoe Ball. Annie Mack, she's uh, tributes all being paid. She died at the age of 83. Yeah, I mean, wow, you know, just shows. It doesn't matter, you know, you can stay young at heart. Ma, you're an old, you're an aging hippie. Well, you're 
kind of a hippie, but then you were a punk, and then you're you're all sorts of things. Um, there she is. Tributes there being paid to Annie Nightingale. Trailblazing, everyone says. Record breaker, any DJ who took on the Radio 1 boys. And what, I mean, it, imagine that must have been an incredibly, incredibly hostile sex. Well, as we know, I mean, you know, some of the stories that have come out, all the terrible sort of, you know, it was a different, I know lots of people say it, it was a different time. I do find that a really odd thing to say. It was a different time. So it was all right to be whatever you were. Annie Nightingale Reese paved the way for so many radio DJ hosts. And it's been really nice to hear people's testimonies and memories. The great thing of living your life and paying forward for paying forward for others. Absolutely love that. Lovely, lovely way of putting it. Um, uh, uh, it is inhumane. Uh, so just p- parking back to the. Yeah, it is inhumane, but we weren't quick to stick up for Palestinians, worrying that people's lives weren't important. Yeah. Um, uh, very sad. Uh, Ellen sharing again. Cannot believe she was in her eighties. Uh, Karen Reynolds, yeah, lots of people not realising she was, I thought she was in her 60s, me too, you too. Yeah, I know what you mean, you know what you mean. Um, uh, yeah. Um, who saw this story? I, I don't know, this, this story kind of struck me as, as Ulrika Johnson, Sven Goran, Sven Goran Eriksson um, announced that he's been diagnosed with cancer and he hasn't got very long to live, uh, uh, less than a year, I think he says. And quite quick, I mean, again, one can rather cynically think, okay, it's all happening around the same time as the new series of Gladiators. I'm not suggesting the Gladiators planned this, but um, anyway. So Ulrika says on Sven, she, you know, she, he's not a decent man. You know, usually you hear someone's got terrible news and it's an opportunity for, for everyone to kind of build bridges, sort of, you know, pay, pay tributes, uh, soften the blow, soften their feelings, sort of say, oh, you know, well, it didn't, you know, but, but no, no, she... She kind of went in there, which kind of, I don't know whether, what it tells you. Um, oh, Sean Thomas, Ulrika isn't a decent person. Uh, she said, Ulrika Johnson brand is Sven Goran Eriksson, not a decent person after the former England boss revealed he hasn't long to live. Um, she announced, uh, he announced on Thursday that he has pancreatic cancer, best a year to go. Um, but she, she didn't mince her words. She threw, she posted a throwback picture of herself saying, look at me being all young. Let me pull up uh, another. Look at me being, obviously the couple there aren't part of the story. Look at me being all young at all that. P.S. I don't have anything to say about Sven. Not a decent person. They obviously had an affair. I, do you know what? I think this, for me, speaks to... If you haven't got anything nice to say, don't say anything, no? I mean, whatever your experience whatever your experience of someone was, he's presumably, has he got family? I don't know. Has he got family? He'll have friends? He'll have... I don't you know. Just, if you haven't got anything nice to say, just say nothing. I don't understand. Don't understand. Timmy boy. Not many octogenarians would be into drum and bass, me too. Just harking back to um, Annie Nightingale. She's trying to be famous again, says Ellery Jones. Yeah. It's odd. And at the same time, she sort of... She's kind of cross-promoting in a way, isn't she? The gladiators saying they were all at it. They were all bonking like mad, which clearly there was a lot of bonking going on. So maybe he misjudged something, but it's not, you have to, I don't know. It just seems a bit odd. Um, so, um, yeah. Ulrika sticks boot in on dying Sven. Star says, ex-lover, not a decent man. I don't think you need to say it. Uh, the male, continuing in their sort of constant woke watch, kind of uh, pronouns aren't enough. You must think of trans colleagues as women. Now, now, 
I, I, you know, whatever your position on pronouns, whatever your position on, um, uh, you know, the whole sort of transgender thing, whatever, you know, I think one absolutely accepts that, you know, observing pronouns where you can and not being shot down if you make a, mis- a genuinely made mistake. Obviously, some people make mistakes that are uh, what they call microaggressions or you know, transphobic and what have you. We're not talking about that. I, th- I understand what they're saying here. I was talking about a kind of, um, an actor or an actress or a performer the other day with the girls, and I'd made the mistake of forgetting that they had transitioned. And, and, and you know, it... It might be difficult sometimes to remind ourselves to think of someone as a different gender, but I think that this, this is speaking to the idea that the civil service are saying it's not just about just using the right pronouns in admin and what have you. You have to think of the person and their needs, I guess, in a sort of dynamic working space. You need to think of them as a woman. Don't think of them as you know, a transitioned person, but think of them for the woman they are. But of course, you know, for the Daily Mail, that's manna from heaven because of course it's woke madness gone 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 nuts um that's what they're saying anyway moving over to uh where's this one? Oh, look at this why heated car seats are a no-no for men starting a family erin bullamore yes please on the on the if you're using if i mean if you're using pronouns let me just remove that for a second you'll be considering them women if you call me they naturally then your mindset has obviously shifted oh right okay i suppose you're in a sense that sort of yeah, I suppose if you're using they, you are being encouraged not to think of either gender. I suppose so then it does get very tricky, doesn't it? Um, I think the, I think the thing here is is that we have to have tolerance for people who really don't want to cause offence. But if if you make mistakes, just trusting that they come from a sort of a, not necessarily an unkind place, if you know what I mean. Um, so going back to this story, which was a cause for concern if I was younger, why heated car seats are a no-no? Freezing temperatures have made heated car seats and electric blankets great, but if you're a man. Uh, you may not. You may want to opt for a chunky jumper. It's long been known that lengthy hot baths are bad for men trying to conceive, because cool temperatures are optimal for sperm production. Um, just quickly, just on the catching um, Idris in that photo there, Mark Idris News. It's been really recommendable to see him campaigning and spreading key awareness of the rising knife crime epidemic we're dealing with in London. Critical and interesting. Totally agree. Totally agree. And he did a he did a really good. Um, so a really good interview with him the other day saying, you know, he hasn't, you know, he's just got a profile and he's going to use it. Good for him. Um, uh, 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 let's have a look. Uh, uh, uh. Natasha Milchin wouldn't say anything publicly, but it always amazes me. We're expected to forgive and forget just because the person has died. I, you're harking back to um, the Sven Goran story. I agree. And I think it's really important that if someone has been horrible, but I just don't just say nothing. I think just say nothing. Do you not agree? Anyway, so yeah, this is so heated car seats are no no. Keep your balls cold. Don't line a long bath. Don't heat up your chairs and don't ride bikes because apparently don't bicycle seats. If you're a cyclist, don't, you crush your balls on the seat, don't you? Sorry to take us there quite so bluntly, but you know, blunt balls. Uh, pizza. This is awful. Pizza that killed student failed to warn of nut content. Manager of a restaurant which supplied a nut allergy sufferer with a takeaway pizza. Failed to list it on his menu. Um, you know, this is just speaking again to the whole nut thing, which is really, really important. I'm guessing, you know, if you, you know, if you order a pizza and you and you're told it's not free, I don't know. I suppose, I, I suppose the problem with the nut allergy thing is, you know, you have a nut allergy. You don't know the extent to which you could have such a strong and awful response. Because I was just thinking, if I had a nut allergy, I don't think I'd order any takeaway because I think I'd be nervous. 
there was that case, wasn't there? Was it with Pret, Pret a Monger? Um, where someone, was it the pine nut? I had a pine nut. Um, this, this headline is strange. Bear with me. Ringleader of eunuch maker site had penis cut off by male escort. Uh, the ringleader of an extreme body modification group had his penis cut off by a male escort, who then remarked, well, that's one for the bucket list. Uh, Damien Burns from Tottenham has pled guilty to grievous bodily harm for removing Marius Gustafsson's penis with a vegetable knife on February the 18th. Oh, I think we talked about this story once before. What? There comes a point where you just think, I always remember Nadia saying this years ago, and it was, you know, the whole auto asphyxiation type thing. It's like, and obviously it's an illness and obviously it's compulsive behavior and obviously at its heart, presumably there's an addiction component, but it does, you do think, my God, I mean, it doesn't happen often, does it? I mean, it's a one-off thrill having your penis cut off, isn't it? I mean, you can't repeat it. It's going to have to be good just that once. I'm not making light of it, but bloody hell. Right. Moving into the lighter news. Let's move to the light side. Let's move to the bright side via some really strong coffee. Oh, yes. Unstung heroes. I quite like this headline. Oh, oh no, look, this guy. Look at this. This guy. Hampshire house up for sale with a fighter jet in the garden. Retired mathematician has put his four million pound Hampshire home on the market. And he said... Uh, his 46 fighter jet garden gnome comes as part of the package. He bought it for 100,000. That's so cool. Imagine being a kid and you've got a freaking fighter jet in your garden. Oh, that's so cool for a minute. And then suddenly you're like, uh, got a fucking fighter jet in the garden. I turn it into a sort of really elaborate greenhouse. Or that guy, didn't some guy have a part of a plane or a cockpit, turned it into a sort of Airbnb or something? Um, unstung heroes. I love this. Unsung heroes. Do you get it? I like that. Celebs create buzz about beekeeping. Beekeeping is to be one of the hottest hobby trends of 2024. Stars helping to make it cool and trendy are David Beckham, Beyonce. <laughs> Do you get it? Beyonce. Sorry. And Scarlett Johansson. Um, I did, I'm, I'm skeptical that Beyonce is hands-on beekeeper. I mean, I'd love to see an image of her in a beekeeper's hat, but you know, I'm not entirely, I'm not entirely certain that that is a thing. See you later, YouTube. Take care, dude. Got an errand to run. Hopefully, back in time for Curly Cooks. Ta-ta for now. Um, I, I just wanted to pull this because I think ADHD now is like everyone's got it, everyone does it. I'll oh, shut up, it's boring. But a diagnosis of ADHD gave me a new life, says TV star, and this is Kit Harrington. Uh, he said his head can go into a sort of freeze mode. Um, and uh, I just think it's important to say that just because something's become zeitgeisty, it's, you know, I don't mean trendy because it's like trendy, just because it's become prevalent or more recognisable or diagnosed doesn't mean it's something to, to, for, to, to not be championed if you're diagnosed and, 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 and it, it transforms your life. Reese Roberts, ha, that's why Beyonce has the beehive as her fan base and everyone uses the emoji. <gasps> Beekeeping is so important. Check out the Green Figured Hell that's like a, a bumper edition of special, colourful, summer, pretty, beautiful bumper edition of Green Figured Hell's Landing. And my God, there are so many BBs in it.
this is ridiculous. If anyone who knows the channel well knows, I'm a big fan of Eric Morecambe. This, a manager was sacked over encouraging another member of staff to partake in the silly striptease of taking his cardigan off. So there's nothing, nothing sexual, nothing weird. But apparently someone was fired because it was felt in the bus company for which they worked that they'd kind of, I don't know, bullied or maybe pushed someone into doing something they didn't want to do. Anyway, they've appealed and uh, they've since now been awarded £52,000 for wrongful dis dismissal. Um, oh, my God. So careful. If you encourage someone to do something, it's like when I sometimes say to Nads and Dina, why don't you do this, do this, do this challenge or this TikTok thing? Careful. They could sue you. Sorry, Mark. ADHD is another tech trend, says a Ashlyn Maguire. I think that's really insulting to anyone who has ADHD. You know, if you've been diagnosed. I think loose, fast and loose diagnosis, self-diagnosis, you know, I think trend. I think I think one has I don't I just don't think that's necessary. I don't think you can say that. I just don't think you can say that. Um, what's this one? Oh, yeah, this is great. Imagine this. The one with the valuable friend script, a friend script that was chucked into a, a, a skip uh, when they were told to get rid of them uh, is being auctioned or has been auctioned and sold for nearly £22,000. So if you're hanging out around Elstree Studios and going through the bins, keep any scripts you find. Um, model trains hit the buffers as youth fails to get on board. That's a shame, isn't it? It's not. It's not a million miles away from Snow Village train, the miniature train. What's it called? Miniature train, model trains. Obviously, very famous proponent of the model train is Sir Rod Stewart. Obviously, he's not getting the youngsters in. I, what I do know though is, you've got lots of youngsters are into Warhammer, aren't they? Is Warhammer perhaps the modern day model train? Who knows? Uh, this story is odd. Forget Mozart. Drift off to your brain's own symphony. Um, they uh, listening. A gadget has been invented which turns your brain waves into symphonic music. Symphonic music. You could listen to your own. I mean, Christ Almighty! What kind of symphony, symphonic music would my brain make? Oh my God! Okay, Aisling Maguire. Okay, no, that was, I'm fine. I mean, it was. I just think one can't say something's just a trend. You know, when people are being diagnosed, I think it, for anyone who's been diagnosed, it, 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 that will land not pleasantly. That's all I mean. So, presumably, also for your nephew too. Um, forget Mozart. Drift off to your brain's own symphony. Yeah. So you could listen to your own brain conducting and composing. Mine would just be discordant and insane and horrendous. I just, I'd need to turn, I'd need to turn the bloody volume down. How do you turn it down? I just stop your brain moving. Uh, Taylor Swift, whatever you think of her. Taylor Swift here steps out in green mini dress by Little Lies of Perth. Um, the dress that she wore has been transformational for a Scottish fashion designer in Perth. Uh, little Lies, who Jade Robertson, who runs the company, says, I was completely gobsmacked at first. We had no idea she even had the dress. I woke, I love this. I woke up to WhatsApps from one of our design team. Her brother is a mega Swifty, and on his 6 a.m. Twitter scroll this morning, he immediately spotted the dress and was like, oh, my God. He sent it to his sister, who then forwarded it to me, and that's how we found out. When she checked the stock of the dress on Thursday morning, it had gone. <gasps> The swift effect. She's caused not only an earthquake in, where was it? Cleveland, Ohio. But she's caused an earthquake in 
Perth. Oh, Aisling. Okay, cool. In terms of, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I mean, a lot of people feel it is a trend. So, uh, look at this. This is the kind of field trip that I, I, well, I would have once wanted to go on. Look at this. Welcome to the world's first magic mushroom school, guys. Yeah, you can go on an inner trek. The inner trek trainer leads a group session with students at the Forest Center. Not surprisingly, this is near Portland, Oregon, where lots and lots of drugs are allowed. Students are taught about the history of psychedelic drugs, how to manage them, and the ethics and legal aspects of them. <gasps> wow. Inside a spacious, light-filled forest retreat in Oregon, 30 students sat gazing into each other's eyes. <gasps> some grinned, some teared up. Basically, they were off their tits. Different kind of feel different kind of field trip. Hi, Tori. Hope you're well, my lovely. Sending you big hugs, big love. Um, look at him. Bear rescued from Ukraine, finds new home in Scotland, was recently seen wearing same Taylor Swift dress from Perth. No, I'm joking. A shell had exploded near his cage five more days and they wouldn't have been able to save him, but they've got the bear out of Ukraine. Now, look, I'm really pleased for this bear, but I wonder whether the same effort would be made for poor innocents in Gaza. I doubt it. Um, Sopranos writer blasts TV cowards. A bit of telly news here. Sopranos writer David Chase says TV execs are a bunch of cowards. No one would make you wouldn't be able to make Sopranos now. You wouldn't be able to make it. He said everyone wants a safe bet. Everyone wants watered down, boring shit. And God, he's true. Gladiators is back. Is anyone going to be watching it? I think it's on at five fifty today. I saw a review somewhere or a preview somewhere saying, unfortunately, it, it not they're not recommending this or suggesting this should happen, but they couldn't help but feel that unless they were killing each other, this this lacked a certain vibrant excitement. All I remember Gladiators for was everyone fighting each other with earbuds, giant earbuds, and thinking, really? Really? Uh, so Gladiators is back. Uh, Glad it's back, says Ulrika Johnson. Is uh, obviously, yeah, it's a bit of a, rena a renaissance moment there. Uh, and who's been watching Michelle Keegan in uh, what's it called? Bosses discussing offering a string of shows on the back of the successor drama Fool Me Once. Has anyone been anyone been watching Fool Me Once? No, you didn't meet, meet, miss meeting Taylor Swift, Alison Fisher, but you may have missed her, the local company that, that, that has made the dress that she was wearing, or the top that she was wearing. Netflix and Shell, has anyone watched this? Not for me, says Shelley Silver. No, okay, well, former Coronation star. All right, sweetie. Uh, Michelle Keegan is poised to bag a multi-million pound deal from Netflix that could see her crack America. Um, I keep seeing this, this keeps popping up. You know when you're flicking around on uh, Netflix and you get a trailer forcibly played in your face. Um, I can't say it's drawn It's drawn me in. Have you watched it? Is it good? Anyone? Oh, it's very good, Vicky Way. Oh, it's really good when you say, okay, well, we'll check it out. This is a relief. Sexting keeps the love alive. Love alive. Sexting your partner could be a sign of a strong relationship and a strong sex life. Uh, couples who share risque messages uh, or pics were found to be significantly more satisfied than those who do not. <laughs> maybe we could maybe just put that to the side. Maybe we could do a how to stay married about that, baby. Oh, Colin Ridgewell, you loved for me once. Fantastic. Um, foul, foul tea towers. Look at this. 
A bird lover has opened an all-inclusive hotel for hens, featuring a cocktail bar. Oh, dearie me. Where the lucky cluckers go crazy to Beyonce tunes. <laughs> Look, there's the disco peck. There's the henny moon suite. This is the way to the hen party. Can I chicken, please? I just want to get clucky. Mark Zuckerberg moves to hit the booze. Um, I think this is in Hawaii, isn't it? In Hawaii, he's, he's got a farm where he's massaging cows, uh, feeding them booze and macadamia nuts. Just wait with me one second. I'm back. Oh, I don't know. Massaging cows. You have to be kidding me. I mean, I have to say, I once ate Wagyu beef. So, yeah, so I was once given a Wagyu sandwich, and someone said, the cow in this sandwich, sorry for any vegans, but vegetarians, had this experience, this experience, this. I have to say, it carries through. You feel it. You feel it. It was moo-tastic. He's also, you're absolutely right, Reese. He and a number of others, I think Oprah too, are building underground bunkers. What do they know that we don't? What are they seeing in their DMs that no one else gets? Who's contacting them? What do you see in this? Be honest. What do you see in this? Does anyone see anything? Do you see anything? It is a pre-recorded Curly Cooks today, Jackie Valina, but there will be a premiere. It's premiered, which means the chat, whilst it goes up, is live. So whilst the, for the duration of the show, you can't spin back, you can't spin forward, I don't think, and, but you'll be live with the chat. A cake? Now, what do you see here? Oh, okay. Michael Jackson, says Minky Moo. Okay. I want to make tea. I want to make tea for the first time. That's what is bothering me. A Queen fan says her dishwasher conjured up a kind of magic. It's a kind of magic. Sorry. Uh, when she saw Freddie Mercury in a teaspoon, she must have been really bored to have seen that. I mean, I, it, yeah, once you draw the likeness, it, it's there. I saw a splash in a urinal the other day that looked like Donald Trump's hair. I want to make tea. Um, uh, long distance runner had a spooky encounter with a terrifying night marcher um, demon in also in Hawaii. <gasps> I just think that's one of the traitors, don't you? Just hanging around, having a laugh. Sprite fright. And some photos for those of you listening on a podcast. Do apologize. Some photos just to lead you into the day feeling a little bit cuddly and a little bit. <laughs> Oh, look at them. Look at those lovely things. Look at them. Aren't they sweeties? Sweeties, sweeties, sweeties. And then here, stag do. Let's see, see you down here, old, uh, see you down at Weatherspoons. Just to let you know, did anyone know, one tequila shot in a Weatherspoons is £4.95. What's going on? I'm saying that as a recovering alcoholic. Guys. 15 minutes time, you can have a chit chat with each other whilst watching The Curly Cooks mash up this kitchen. Um, I can't remember what I have a go at doing. I have a go at doing something, but there we go. Anyway, have fun. 
Lovely stags. What a pair of stags. A bit of rutting. Nice bit of rutting there, which reminds me, I must send a sex text to Nance. Sorry, I said it out loud. Sometimes that's awful. It's a symptom of ADHD. It's terrible. Um, guys, have a lovely rest of the day. As I say, there's a, a bumper edition of Green Figured Hell landing. Um, there's movie reviews landing. There's um, And there's a live No Name Sunday show tomorrow. Uh, see you there. Have a lovely day. See you on the other side.